Welcome to the Journey to the Movies podcast. I'm Ned. And I'm Joe. In this episode, we're going to discuss The Count of Monte Cristo from 2002. Uh, stars Jim Caviezel, Guy Pierce, J.B. Blanc, a young Henry Cavill, Luis Guzman, and Richard Harris, and so many more. Let's uh, dig into this, Joe. What did you think? Yeah, so uh, first, let me start by saying that the locations that they shot this movie on were gorgeous. Um, The environment, the uh, architecture, everything was very breathtaking. Um, I don't know what what your thoughts are on that, but I I thought a lot of it was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely had a good atmosphere that would pull you in into believing that this is like, you know, 1815 Paris. And absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that, that was a very nice, uh, addition to the movie, I guess. Um, but it doesn't make the movie by any means, but it's very nice. Um, I, I was a little nervous about this movie to start because it almost felt like a made for TV movie. And kind of the, I don't know, stiffness of the acting at first. Mm -hmm. Um, Also with the transitions from scene to scene kind of felt made for TV to me. It was almost almost soap opera ish. Okay, I I kind of blame that on. hmm, I guess hmm, as, as we give credit to the scenery and stuff that they added, it was not necessarily shot. In a very cinematic way. No, no, it was very like there wasn't a whole lot of panning. Yeah, um, there wasn't a whole lot of like fade in, fade out. It, it was just like sharp cuts from scene to scene. Right. Um, which which I kind of got acquainted to as the movie went on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was something I picked up right off the bat as it almost felt like a made for TV movie, which. The original was so that's that's I don't know did they do it on purpose I doubt it, <laughs> um, I but uh, yeah so that that I mean that's the other thing that to me was a little odd um, but you know I got through it um, I first thing I, I thought to myself is when you know they they capsized or they didn't capsize they they took their rowboat onto that island to save their captain mm-hmm. and. Uh, just, you know, the interaction with Napoleon and um, between the two friends, Edmund and um, and uh, Fernand. Yeah. Uh, I could tell that Fernand was going to betray Edmund. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just you could tell right off the bat um, that he was a yucky person. Um, so that that didn't really surprise me too much that that was going to go down. OK, that being said, it, I did find a couple surprises and, you know, uh, uh, Henry Cavill being Edmund's son, um, you know, uh, that uh, uh, magistrate or, or whatever his official title was um, being corrupt. Well, not really. No, I guess corrupt is the word, but um, having interest in uh, being a traitor himself because he's associated with one, um, a, a Napoleon sympathizer mm-hmm. and how that plays in. Um you know, I, I liked one of the beginning things they said um, in the first, I guess, quarter of the movie is, you know, like, Edmund, how could you be a betra- uh, a traitor? Um, you know, it'd be a fool to think you were a traitor. You know, the, the only thing that happened to you basically is that you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, 
And then he notices that it's, you know, his dad, who's the betrayer. And so he throws Edmund into <clears throat> a prison to never be seen again. Basically, um, I did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I'd say that's probably that scene is when the movie starts to kind of get its feet and uh, and take off. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the jail time, how he I thought it was first weird how the guy's head poked out like a prairie dog mm-hmm. in his cell. But um, I really appreciated the friendship that the two had, um, the priest and, and Edmund, um, you know, how he taught him how to read, taught him uh, like arithmetic and math, um, taught him how to fight. Uh, it was it was cool because you could see this is this is leading this simple man Edmund to become more of a uh, seasoned man or, or a worldly man um, and kind of beginning to understand how life is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was cool that like I, I took a note there that this is this is going to be an epic revenge arc. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, uh, I like how he escapes. I thought that was crafty. Um you know, he the he capitalizes on the uh, the priest dying, even though the priest's death was kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I like how he was able to, you know, act as if he was the corpse and get taken out um, and taken out of the prison that way. thought that was cool. Um, Louis Guzman. Um, I love him. He's a great actor, uh, but I, he doesn't seem to fit in this movie to me. Um, his accent feels very uh how do I want to say this almost more almost like a New Yorkian accent in certain in certain scenes. I don't even know if I would say he's really doing an accent. Well, right. But I mean, like for them to to be uh European, like this whole thing to be taken in place in European, he very much had that Luis Guzman like New Yorkian accent. Uh <laughs> which felt weird. Um, but again, I, I really like him, so it, it didn't hurt it too bad. Um, but that just seemed odd to me uh, on, on him. Not, he almost didn't feel like he was trying to put one on. Um, he probably was that being said, you're right. And I, and I haven't seen him in a whole lot. That's not tongue in cheek or comedies. So okay. it was interesting to see him in a drama. Um, so that yeah, so I mean that's that's all I can say about that. He didn't really take away from the movie. I wouldn't say he added a whole bunch either um, in this one, but I I appreciate that he's in there because I like him as an actor. Um, so yeah, so they uh, there's a there's a quote in here um, at one point where he says, uh, "I've been waiting for this moment for some time." Basically, when he meets up, um, when after he's escaped and and he. I guess I'm skipping parts, but watch the movie yourself and you'll you'll make sense of this. But basically, Edmund, after he escapes from prison, comes upon some some treasure that was stolen or that was hidden um, and becomes the Count of Monte Cristo, basically a man of wealth. Um, And he holds a party at his uh, estate and he invites all of the people that betrayed him and they end some. And when he meets up with Fernand again, he's changed in appearance so much that Fernand doesn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. And that's when he says, I've been waiting for this moment for some time. And it I feel like I've I've heard that in other movies before that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I doubt this was the first, but it this one really like I felt that one, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, 
I think just because of how well they did such a revenge arc for Edmund in this movie. Right. Um, so that that was a good payoff of a of a quote. Um, again, then I, I quoted again, this this revenge arc is amazing. Um, and what led me down there is that, you know, Edmund learned all of these these ways of, you know, fighting and defending himself. And, you know, you kind of think, or at least I did, that when he's getting his revenge, he's going to be killing these guys. But it comes to be out that he's actually doing worse to them than death in that he's making them relive the pain that he felt, um, you know, the uh, uh, the magistrate guy, mm-hmm. he ends up being put into a uh, security gate or a security um, uh, wagon He's locked like away. He yeah. did. Right. And he leaves a pistol in there and says, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Count of Monte Cristo left this here for you. And he tries to shoot himself and the bullets. There's no bullets in it. Mm hmm. And Edmund says to him, like, you don't think you'd get the easy way out of this, right? And, uh, you know, he's going basically to the place where Edmund was tortured um, for so long. The ship hand that uh, had turned him in originally as a traitor, um, you know, he could have hung him there. He basically had a dole with him and, and wrapped a rope around his neck and threw him off a, uh, off a uh, boat. And mm-hmm. he could have died, but he said, cut him down before he can't speak. And they arrest him. Um, so I appreciated that this revenge arc wasn't one necessarily of just brutality and, and, and death. This was one of well thought out and planned. Yep. Um, so that, that, that was a really cool, um, aspect of this movie. Um, the, uh, basically all this, this revenge stuff keeps happening. You come to find out that young Henry Cavill is actually Edmund's son. Um, you know, his, uh, Edmund's, uh, fiance, um, you know, basically, even though she married Fernand, the guy who uh, betrayed him, basically never left her or kept never, never broke her promise of saving herself um, while well, wanting to marry uh, mm-hmm. Edmund. Uh, she has that rope around her finger when there's a whole scene about that at the beginning. So that's that's kind of nice to have that work out. Um, and then that it all basically leads to the end of that duel um, between uh, Edmund and Fernand, um, you know, Henry Cavill gets involved because he's unsure about what's going on. But his mom shows up. It's all kind of cliche and 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 kind of staged in a, in a way to me of like, oh, uh, son, this is your real dad. Oh, no, this is this man. Here's a, a bad guy. You know, it's just like, <laughs> OK, like, <laughs> but still, it, it didn't it didn't take anything away from me, but it was very much uh again i guess i would say soap opera ish kind of thing to me um but the yeah yeah but the dueling itself i thought was badass i thought the fight at the end was very cool uh well scripted um you know i like the way that the duel ends especially how they reuse that whole um disarming technique and catching the guy's sword Mm -hmm. um and having the advantage and then how you know uh Ferdinand uses that on Edmund in the beginning of the movie. Edmund uses it back on Ferdinand later on. And then it happens again where Ferdinand uses it on Edmund, but Edmund ends up killing him. Um, I thought that was cool that they kept reusing this like, ha ha, I have the upper hand kind of thing. But then the upper hand ultimately doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that being said, uh, I really like this movie. Um, 
I, like I said, I started, it was a little, a little uneasy for me just because of, of the cinematography of it. Yeah. But the story won, I think, overall in the end. And it thoughts? is kind of, uh, you know, a story that's been told many times in different ways. Um, it's essentially kind of comes down to a love triangle and, you know, someone being jealous of somebody else, um, which ultimately is this because like he's pretty much got the woman. He's got the promotion. He's got all that stuff. And the other guy's just jealous of him and decides to, you know, betray him. Um, I, I did really kind of enjoy this movie when I first saw it and revisiting it. Um, as you mentioned, there are some problems with it and it's not necessarily like the greatest story, but it it's good. I really enjoyed um, when I first saw it, like the kind of mentoring that he got while he was in prison and stuff like that. And I love how there's the quote in there where he's kind of talking about, it's like, I've counted all the stones. And then the other guy's like, yes, but have you named them yet? <laughs> so like it right. just has a lot of uh, nice little things in there of showing him. And then ultimately he educates him to the point where he finally realizes it was his friend who betrayed him. And from there, that really sets in motion uh, what happens from there for the revenge and all aspects of those things. So I, I really appreciate what they did there. Um, I also really appreciate, you know, they did have that sword fight initially where, you know, Edmund is very, very novice with the sword. Uh, and then, of course, that leads to them actually having a sword battle later. Um, so this has definitely kind of the um, kind of that era of even have pirates in here. So that's ultimately what happens and saves him from the island, which is the uh, Chateau d'If, um, which is a real prison, by the way. And this mm -hmm. is a prison that Alexandra Dumas is the writer of the books. Um, he did The Count of Monte Cristo and then ultimately many other stories. But there was one that uh, I guess got broken up into three parts when translated to English. And it is The Man in the Iron Mask. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. From a a few long year, time ago, few with, years uh, earlier than this one, with DiCaprio, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, which obviously they all have kind of a similar feel, like also the Three Musketeers and all that jazz too. So I really kind of appreciate all that aspect, and then even having the um, ties to Napoleon in the beginning, and you know that magist magistrate, you know, finding out that his father is a sympathetic person to napoleon um and ultimately betraying the people that were in power at that time so i appreciate all that the revenge aspect of this like obviously he got enough gold from that that he was able to pretty much do anything he wanted and the way he chose to kind of have his plan come into place and learn everything he could about the individuals like he had the 10 years in prison um, where he learned much, but then he took an additional like five years once he got out of prison, put everything in place for him to become the count and do what he did. Um, it almost feels like the love story, 
like it has its place in this movie, but it's definitely secondary to the revenge. Right. It it definitely takes a back seat. Yeah. Um, to that, which which I appreciate because um the uh the woman who what's her name? Mercedes uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is something to look at. <laughs> and so uh they uh although they they emphasize her, they don't make her part of the main story arc, which which I think is good because that could get distracting if there was too much of that. Um, they focus more instead of like the lust part of it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's still lust regardless, though, but more on Ferdinand's jealousy of right. him being a well off individual. Like, yeah. And yet not having. Yeah. Not having as much in, <clears throat> I guess, social wealth as Edmund or success. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate that they focus more on that than than the oh, you have a prettier girl than I could ever get kind of thing. They that's part of it, but it's mm-hmm. it's more of I'm just jealous of everything, you know. So I guess um, we also have in here kind of like, how do I want to say this? The prison aspect of things where they really kind of play upon isolation as essentially a torture for the prisoners, right? Right. So, you know, us just coming on the backside of, uh, you know, COVID, where there's a lot of isolation and stuff like that. So maybe we can relate a little bit to that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe a tad. Uh, yeah. We have televisions and phones and oh yes internet yes, uh, yes. He I, i'm not nothing. trying to say entirely yeah. in general right. you have an idea and like i know personally not that i'm looking to go but if um there was a cause where i had to be in prison i almost think i would prefer isolation <laughs> interesting you don't you think you'd any- go mad just left with your own thoughts Mm-mm. I totally would. Yeah, there's no way. I'm too sociable. I would need I would need something. Cuz really if you think about the way that hit was handled, he I mean, even though he had a window to know day and night, mm-hmm. his his alarm or his calendar was the yearly beating that he got. The yearly um, beating, he had that word or the phrase carved into the wall that he kept kind of using as a mantra. Right. Even but he couldn't read it though, right? Other than other than that, uh, jail keep uh, saying it out loud to him. I think that's um, pretty much the only like, yeah, he, he obviously couldn't read, which is part of the reason why he didn't do anything with Napoleon's letter. Um, he was just too, I guess, simple to have read at the time. Right. So, oh, so you definitely would be kind of on the side of I need social instead of just yeah, beatings on a daily basis. Yeah, that would that would drive me insane for sure. But yeah, ultimately, um, I really appreciate what they did with this movie. Um, I know it is kind of like based off the book, uh, which I have not read. I have not seen the old original movie or anything like that. Um, I just kind of really enjoyed this movie in general. Um, I don't know, like these movies that are kind of adventurous, I guess. I've always held a special place 
them in my heart. Um, like just looking back at like Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, or any of that type of stuff, I've always loved like the kind of imagination and stuff that you can come from that. And not that I really want to go out and travel because I'm not that person. I get that like thought of like maybe I could. And then I'm like, no, never mind. What about you? Yeah, I um I tend to enjoy the adventure movies too, especially the ones that are um where you get invested in the character's uh story arc. Mm-hmm. I know that's a vague thing to say because all movies are like that, right? Right. But um one that I I mean in this one I really got I really got invested in that revenge arc. Mm-hmm. So all of the stops along the way were just kind of like nice little bonuses to me. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but um, I used to watch a lot of those like, oh, God, I guess it's like reality TV or competitions where they do like uh, forging of steel and stuff. And I want to say they did an episode where they made um, rapiers and they did kind of touch on this movie and their use of sword fighting and stuff. So they kind of acknowledge it as a good representation of how things were. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I, I enjoy uh, shows like that. I mean, I know it has really nothing to do with this, but Mm -hmm. um, any, anything it's like craftsmanship type stuff. I like, I like, I get into. Indeed. Indeed. So yeah. um, Aside from those things, uh, it's again, uh, kind of simple story. For the most part, it's got mainly your revenge arc and then kind of the jealousy thing going in there. And they threw a little bit of a love triangle in to kind of round it out, I guess. But yeah, I right. really enjoyed it. I'm curious what you uh, gave it as a rating. Sure. Um, and I'm, and this is a spur of a moment thing, and I've not discussed this with you. So mm-hmm. let me know. Uh, well, we won't do it in the future, but... I'm going to give it a rating and I'm going to give it a recommendation. I feel like I feel like ratings are one thing, but recommendations mm-hmm. are a second. Okay. Um, so I'd be curious what yours are as well. Um, I'm going to give this a three and a half out of five. Okay. Um, this is a good one. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily on a watch it every year kind of thing. Right. Um, maybe watch it every five. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I enjoyed this film very much. Um, I thought the acting was pretty well done. Like I said, the cinematography, I think, was the weak spot in this film. Um, but overall, I liked it. And I would recommend uh, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. I would agree. Um, I also gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Um, wow. I don't know if I would recommend it that often. Um, I think it's definitely worth seeing once. And then if it's been like 10 years, maybe another chance. But I don't know if I would watch it too much beyond that. Yeah, five, five was was a generality. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't watch it often. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, there's nothing here. I mean, you, it's a good ride to get on, but I don't know if it's one that you need to watch or you need that ride. You don't need to get back on that ride. Right. Um. So, yeah, but I but I, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Put it on. Do it. Do it. You won't. I mean, I did. I recommend it to you. Did. You did. So, yeah. So that leads us to our next film, 
Mr. Mm-hmm. Ned. Yes. So uh, what I was thinking, this is this is a little bit of a departure of what we normally do. Um, but I, I thought it'd be worthwhile as revisiting a film that we've both seen. Okay. Um, at least I imagine we've both seen. If you haven't seen this, then what have you been doing with your life? But I can almost Ouch. guarantee you haven't seen it since you were like six or seven. Because <laughs> I know that's when last time I saw it. Okay. So I think it'd be worthwhile to see if it holds up as adults. I think we should watch The Land Before Time. Land Before Time. <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, I have seen I, you it. You have seen it. Okay. I have. Um, I remember Ducky and Sharp Tooth. Ducky, and Sharp Tooth, uh, Sarah. Plucky in there? Or no? Uh, yep. Uh, yeah. Or no, is it Plucky or Ducky? I think, I think I, Plucky you're thinking I, I, of Tiny that's Toons. That's something else, maybe. Yeah. I think it's uh, Ducky. He's the little... And like, then Littlefoot, uh, of course. Right. Um, and then I remember there being a, a tree leaf, the something star. I can't remember. Isn't but this uh, Spike? I, Spike was another Spike. One? Spike. Spike didn't talk. He just ate yeah. stuff all the time. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot about the movie other than there being a sad, very, very, very sad spot. Uh, Littlefoot's parents dying or mother dying specifically. Yeah. Um, but I or don't trying remember to get much of it to otherwise. Like a... They're essentially like migrating, right? Or something. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, ba- basically, I think like the plants died where they were at and they they're carrying that leaf around mm. as kind of like a, a guide or something. I don't remember exactly, but I, I know they're trying to get to his grandparents, I think, um, that are at this like oasis. But yeah. I know very little beyond that. I don't even know if anything I just said is correct. Yeah, it's been so long. Well, let's revisit it and find out. Um, I know I have some additional memories with that movie um that were not necessarily directly tied to the movie but okay. we can touch upon those as well um i don't know if you have any Excellent. things um maybe something from a certain restaurant that tied into it no no okay no i then don't tune in next time to <laughs> find out what i'm talking about <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap this episode. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at To The Movies Pod. And thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for dragging me to that French revolution of a movie. No problem, man. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>